Over 2 million construction jobs around the world are taking their projects to the next level, from roadways to railways, from skyscrapers to homes. Make your vision a reality. Build with Autodesk Construction Cloud. Try it free today at construction.autodesk.com. Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Well, we'd like to welcome you to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. <clears throat> Carol is a nationally known gerontologist, executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation, past chair of the board of directors of the National Council on Aging. She has a master's degree in social gerontology with over 25 years experience in the field of aging and caregiving, and is one of Next Avenue's top 50 influencers on aging. And Carol, it is great to take up a topic like the one we have today about seniors and targets for scams? Well, I mean, the, I think they're multiplying exponentially. I know that my phone, the text messages I got over the holidays, the number of times my phone rings, and they're scams. They're all scams. And so how many people are answering those texts, picking up that phone, clicking on the computer, and it's the bad guys on the other end? Well, we're going to talk to an expert on how to avoid and how to identify scams. Detective David Brinkman is with us. He spoke to members at the Doris Griffin Senior Center in San Antonio back last year and helped them become alert and able to identify scams. He's been with the San Antonio Police Department for 25 years, a detective for 11 of those years. He specializes in white-collar crimes, an elder financial crime investigator for some 10 years. And uh, Detective Brinkman, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. What led you into white-collar crime? That is the financial crimes of police work is something you normally don't see too much when you're an officer on the streets. You see more of the assaults, robberies, more street crime type stuff. And we don't get many calls for financial crimes, at least on the street. So, and that really interested me. So I uh, kind of explored that option and talked to the powers that be and was able to get in. The stories that just uh, absolutely knocked me out are the ones about somebody who has literally given away their savings in a scam, that they are run dry in their bank account or whatever savings they had. And you must see that more often than not. Yes, we do. Sometimes we get notified from a family. Sometimes we get notified from banks. Not too often from the actual older person themselves because they just may be caught up in the moment. But a lot of times by the time we get involved, the money is usually already gone. Which is There's no way to get it back? Rarely. If it's a actual scam where they sent money, you know, via a bank wire or something or via a gift card, that money is pretty much gone. You'll never see it again. A lot of the uh, the end game on that is usually overseas somewhere. Well, and some of these, some of the scams, uh, you know, I, just to give an example to the people that are listening, there was someone that we work with that their older relative was given the opportunity to buy into ATM machines because. ATM machines are full of cash, right? And so they were told that there's a certain amount of cash that goes to the owners of the ATM machine. And then to prove that, the person invested about $25,000 to buy an ATM or become part owner, and they would get a check for the next few months for their portion. The more people that deposited into the ATM was the scam, 
the more the owners got, which of course has absolutely, you know, the ATMs are not owned by individuals. You know, the one on the corner is not owned by anybody, but they got just enough money to buy two ATMs before they disappeared with the money. So it can be something fantastic that sounds reasonable at the time. My dad used to say, detective, if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. It is. Nobody gives you money for nothing. (laughs) What are some of the scams that seniors are falling prey to? And how do you help someone identify it before the fact? Basically, I'll tell them anything in the mail, especially if there's a check attached to it, there's no way that's legitimate. Nobody, nobody gives you money, you know, on the honor system to deposit to your bank and turn around and send them money back. That's impossible. Uh, Lottery scams. You don't play the lottery, you can't win. So you did not win a lottery in Poland. Things like that. So why do people get hooked in? Is it personal greed? I don't think uh, an elderly person so much as personal greed. They're at, at a stage in their life where they're probably on a fixed income. They may be relying on Social Security only. Maybe they have a small pension, but their income does not go up. Uh, like yours and I, you know, we can change jobs, you know, increase our salary, get a raise. Social Security gets a raise, but it's not my much. You know, you might be able to add HBO to your television lineup, but, you know, it's, they're on a limited income. It's fixed. And the prices of everything goes up, but your income does not. And the scams that come at people can come over the phone, can come through the mail, can come through email. Absolutely. We uh, see it all the time in uh, phones, especially if they, you know, even if they advertise something. And, you know, of course, our, as the generations get older, we see more older Americans more apt to use email. When I go to senior centers and give speeches, maybe two or three in there you know, raise their hand and say, yep, they use email. Uh, A lot of them were afraid of the computer. And that's perfectly fine. You know, I mean, I say, have fun with the computer, but you got to be careful. You got to be a little bit savvy, especially in emails, especially when logos are copied and pasted. And you think it's a legitimate email. You know, they come in cycles, you know, you get them all the time. The FBI is looking for me. And I'm like, okay, then well, they know where I work. I think they can find me. Stay with me just a minute. For those of you who just joined us, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, and we're talking to San Antonio Police Department Detective David Brinkman. He's in the White Collar Crime Unit dealing with elder financial crimes, and we're talking about the kind of scams that people fall prey to. Uh, I get every once in a while, and uh, Carol mentioned uh, some of the voicemail and phone scams. I often get one from the IRS that uh, they've identified me, that I'm on a list, and that I have 24 hours to pay X amount, uh, or they're going to close everything in, in my uh, realm of the world. And David, uh, we can see each other on Zoom. You're shaking your head yes. Uh, you're familiar with this one. Yeah, very familiar. I get that one quite often myself. I always try to get on the line and get somebody to get on the line with me, have a little fun with them, but it never works out that way. But I think uh, it's important people to realize that government agencies like Social Security, they don't have your phone number. And even if they did, they're not going to call you. They are strictly mail. They're not going to email you either, unless you're maybe signed up as a, you know, you opted in for email for notifications for your account. You might get emails that way. But other than that, official business from Social Security Administration is going to be by mail. Um, Jury duty. I don't know if you've ever heard of that scam. People are called and told that they missed jury duty and they're going to be arrested. However, um, we can work it out right here. Go get a gift card, put 500 bucks on it, call me back with a number. 
and you won't be arrested. Um, you know, it scares people, you know, especially when these people are, are uh, threatening them with arrest. Uh, so jury duty, they don't contact you by phone either. That is a strictly by mail thing. Um, if a court, uh, the district attorney's office, they might call you for something. But usually most things for uh, official agencies are by mail, um, never email. They're, they're going to they're going to call you. And in police, some, you know, I've had people when I've called them, uh, they have no idea who I am or why I'm calling. They might be a witness of something I'm investigating and they get leery. I mean, am I really who I say I am? And I encourage them by all means, uh, hang up the phone, call the police department, you know, go through the red tape, try to get up to my unit and make sure that I'm real. Absolutely. But no, don't fall for any of this stuff. Well, I think that last thing you said is very important in terms of checking things out, right? And I've done that. All right. Um, I'm going to hang up and I'm going to call your agency and I'm going to ask for you by name. Please spell your last name. And it's usually about that point that the other person will hang up or try to talk me out of it. I'm like, nope, I'm going to call you back. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think the most important thing to do there is don't call the number that they give you. Because all you're doing is calling them right back, you know, I mean, because I've had people do that. I say, hey, call the police department. And they go, okay, what number do I call? And I'm like, no, 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 no. You need to look it up yourself. <laughs> That's right. You got to call, number. you call the agency. You you call your local <laughs> police department, your local IRS office or the one in Washington, D.C., whatever it is. You know, and then on the emails, a trick that I use is I double click on the the address in the, in the from line, because Mm -hmm. if you see, they say uh, student loan debt and it's at, you know, Robert Nerf herder dot G at Gmail, you know, or at AOL, it's not a business address. It's not a university. It's nothing official. And it's so a weird or a foreign country. Sometimes I click on them and it's a foreign country address. That, that is correct. That is another one. Um, and this is, goes more into businesses. We have what they call business email compromises uh, to where a business will uh, get an email. And the people receiving the email and working in the accounting department, they think it's the actual boss emailing them. The email is so close that you wouldn't even notice, you know what I mean, unless you actually examine the email that you just got. And they're telling you to wire uh, $150,000 to this account. Well, they're the boss. Okay, I'll wire the num- uh, money. And a few days later, we find out, hey, they may have lost hundreds of thousands, a couple of millions. We get calls like that as well. People um, actually do that. Absolutely. They'll actually send the money. Yes. And but it's it's a matter of, you know, yes, we owe this company um, money. We have an account with them. Uh, so we need to send that money. And so, so OK, it's, you know, it's probably legit, but it's going to possibly a different bank account. That's usually what it is. It's not going to that real company. It's going to a different bank account. And then at that point, we usually have to get the Secret Service involved. And you have a very small window um, to get that money frozen to be able to uh, uh, take that money back and give it to its rightful owner. But if it's been a few days, uh, sometimes it's it's gone for good. It's overseas, um, already cashed out. All right, stay with me just a minute. We're going to come right back to you. And I want to find out about that Nigerian prince who keeps promise me, promising me a whole lot of money. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, and detective uh, with San Antonio Police Department. David Brinkman is with us. I mentioned the Nigerian prince. 
and he got an ear-to-ear smile. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. The WellMed Charitable Foundation would like to remind you it is important to stay connected while social distancing. Caregiver stress may be higher now, and specialists are available to talk with. There's no question that we are living in not normal times, but whether the new normal will be the old normal is yet to be seen. So if you are troubled, if you are feeling stressed, ask for help. Services are provided at no cost. See more at caregiversos.org. Hello. Thank you so much for staying with us right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, and with us on our Caregiver SOS On Air hotline from the San Antonio Police Department, Detective David Brinkman. He specializes in white-collar crimes and elder financial crimes. And I want to make clear, David, while you are a San Antonio detective, these issues are nationwide. They are worldwide, but absolutely. And especially, I was going to mention with phone calls, and you mentioned the worldwide thing. You get a phone call on your phone, and it's got your area code. You're probably automatically going to think, oh, somebody local. Maybe I know them or whatever. People need to understand that you can spoof phone numbers using VoIP, voice over internet provider. I don't know how to do it, but if I did, I could I could call everybody, you know, I wanted to, and they'll think it's your phone number because your phone number comes across, not mine. And that's how they think they're getting a legitimate phone call from somebody. But they could be in, you know, like we said earlier, Nigeria, you know, somewhere overseas. Tell me about that Nigerian prince who keeps emailing me and offering me money if I'll just pay part of what's owed. Well, I'm sure all you have to do is pay those taxes, right? You know, that you owe and you'll get that money. Let me know how that works out for you. (laughs) It never works out, except it does for them. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, people get desperate and then they get so caught up in it. They feel like they'll never get any of their money back unless they continue with the con and keep sending money. Um, I've I've had a a local case. A young lady was taking care of, uh, taking advantage of an old woman, complete lies to her, which I was able to prove in court, thank God. But the older lady started getting suspicious that she was being told lies. However, she felt that the only way that she'd ever get her money back is if she continued the relationship with this younger person and giving her money. She thought that that was the only way she would get money back. And it took intervention. And, and so what should, what should she have done differently? So she's thinking, I need to maintain this relationship. What would be, what could she have done differently? Um, I always encourage uh, our older uh, population, please stay active with your family. <clears throat> um, have somebody, you know, helping you watch over things and talk to them. If you think you've gotten yourself into a pickle, talk to your family um, and, and getting some help. Uh, they can contact us. Some people are afraid to call us because they think we're going to get adult protective services involved. They might uh, lose their independence. Something's going to happen to them that they're going to view as negative. So sometimes they're afraid to get other people involved. Um, maybe their kids might put them in a nursing home, you know, thinking that they're having some type of cognitive issue. Um, so they're, sometimes they're afraid to get uh, help involved. But uh, this lady did, and we were able to help her. Uh, she actually helped us out. She, uh, we told her to continue with the scam and promised a lot of money. The girl came to the house to pick up the money. Unfortunately, we were there waiting for her. 
It's like law and order. You slap the cuffs on, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. what. Exactly. Now, Carol, you were shaking your head yes when uh, Detective Brinkman was talking about people fearing uh, that adult protective services we brought in that uh, they'll be found incompetent to care for themselves. That's a real concern that many people have. Well, it's a real concern and it's probably not going to happen. I mean, there's so many misconceptions about adult protective services. They're not law enforcement. They don't swoop in. They don't take people out of their homes. You know, people can uh, make bad choices, right? They can make bad choices. Uh, And family members, nursing home is for nursing care. Uh, Some families may overreact, but a lot of times the fear is much worse than, you know, the money that's going out the door. I mean, you, you would choose to to hang on to your the savings and your hard earnings because the other threat is probably more in your head than it is reality. Um, but, Detective, I'm wondering, you know, what do you see? What are the, like, top three most common types of scams? I mean, is the technology changing? Is it still mostly phone? Um, is it mostly email now? Do, is there any one technology that's doing more uh, better business than the others in scams? Um, a lot of it is going to be, it stays pretty steady and it comes and goes. Uh, we see things come. We see them go. Um, it's email, mail and uh, telephone. So mail is a good one for uh, our older population because a lot of older people, that are, they might live by themselves. Uh, they don't have a lot going on in their life. A highlight of their day is when the mailman comes. Uh, they look forward to getting mail, you know, gives them something to do, what's in the mail. Um, like I said earlier, a lot of our older people are not quite into email. Some are, but as we see the population, uh, like myself, when I get up there, I'm going to be email savvy. My kids would disagree, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll be email savvy. But we still got the phone calls. And then, you know, but that's all the the scams from people we don't know. And, and we see the, a lot of scams from actual uh, uh, friends, neighbors, and family themselves. Well, not so much scams, more of, uh, you know, theft. Yeah, and that's actual theft. And so, you know, I think about your role, white collar crimes. Uh, some people might think, well, this is not a crime. This is just, it's just a scam and not really connecting that a scam is a crime. And that's why they should be calling the police. Absolutely. Um, like I said, a lot of times we don't have the reach. Um, you know, we're like a local police department. Um, they're not going to send me um, to Nigeria. Uh, to follow up with a case there. We don't have the resources for that. Um, you know, so it, it's it's really hard. You know, a lot of times once the money's gone, it's gone. If it happens to be somebody local, um, we can sometimes, you know, you know, do the criminal case and get money back that way. Uh, and also, uh, one thing we do see is uh, the scammer may be in another country. However, they're stringing along several other people, usually elderly people, um, in the United States. And these elder people are sending money to each other under some ruse that they're investing in something. Okay, I'm investing in something. Well, I just got $50,000 in my bank account. um, And that was from this guy that I'm investing with. Look at all this money I got. Now I'm going to send it on. And when we get down to the, you know, we get other police departments calling, we, you know, say, hey, what's going on in this end? We think that the person in another state is the suspect. No, they're a victim as well. Um, and so it's just like a chain, uh, a chain of events that everybody's getting scammed, being told different things, you know, like sweetheart scams. 
on the internet, you know, taking advantage of someone, someone who's lonely and, you know, some type of business scam. Wow. You hear about those, the sweetheart scam, you hear about those from time to time where uh, somebody strings somebody along uh, as if they're getting into a relationship. Well, is there a, is there any federal agency? What you talked about was something that was a, a, you know, there was in multiple states. Is there any federal agencies that you work with? Um, when somebody is being scammed either internationally or it's, it's happening in multiple places across the country? Um, a lot of times when it's like business email compromise and it's been a wire, uh, wire we immediately get the secret service involved because they have a, a much bigger reach than we do uh, as far as freezing money. Um, the FBI um, can certainly do these investigations. They have a much bigger reach than we do. Um, but, you know, you got to look at, uh, you know, is the FBI going to take a $500 scam? No. No. Right. Yeah. It's going to have to be monetarily big enough. But a, a lot of times we don't know who the end game is on these string along scams, you know, whether it be romance or business. We don't know where, where the end game is. We just know that we got like, you know, 20 or 30 people that are victims all themselves. But we don't know where the money, the end game is on that. Well, what's what advice do you give when you make a presentation? What's the best advice that you give people so that they don't become a victim in the first place? Uh, pretty much, like I said earlier, keep family uh, and friends involved. Um, you know, have somebody watching over your finances. Uh, I, I got to laugh. I always ask people when I go meet with them, I always ask them, do you have any cognitive problems? You know, do you have dementia or Alzheimer's? And I've never gotten a yes answer, um, of course, because nobody will ever, you know, you don't usually know if you have dementia, you know. So that's why it's important to keep family, neighbors and friends uh, somewhat involved, you know, maybe not too involved because that can open itself up to more theft. I've heard stories of people going into their bank uh, accompanied by somebody uh, where they're making a large withdrawal. And, and tellers at the local banks, especially the local banks, uh, Frost and Broadway, what have you, have been very well trained to try to uh, bring the police in to stall them and get somebody to step in to make sure this person is being uh, not taken advantage of. Yes. And th- that's the good point is that is uh, know your bank tellers, know the bank manager. Go in and have a cup of, co- cup of coffee with them, you know, get to know them. So they know you by name. They know your habits. Um, you know, it's, you know, yeah, taking somebody in, if they're doing all the talking all of a sudden, um, they're doing the transaction. Basically, you're just, you know, the older, the older person just there to show an ID and get the money. Basically, you know, that's a huge red flag. Um, but then again, you have family and caregivers that are. Uh, taking the person to the bank for legitimate reasons. So that's why it's important, you know, the bank knows who this, you know, person is. And if you come in the bank every Friday and say withdraw $100 cash, um, a lot of older people do like to have cash on them and they'll go in and withdraw cash. But then, you know, for six months, they go in and withdraw $100. Now all of a sudden, now they're coming in withdrawing $5,000 and they're with somebody the bank never saw. We rely on the banks to, um, you know, call the police, call adult protective services, call the family, uh, call somebody, you know, just hopefully it doesn't wait until the money is drained and gone. To hand the money, especially if it's cash, it's gone. Correct. Yeah. Cash is untraceable. Wow. Is it, you, you know? 
Is there any website or any resource people can look up to see what kinds of scams are in their area? The scam of the week. <laughs> yeah, there's a national white collar crime. Uh, so NW3C. Uh, they have a it's a where you can actually report scams, and they you can also look on there. I believe and see what kind of scams are going on. I don't look on there so much. You know, I got enough of my own to do. Um, I'm pretty familiar with them all, and very rarely do I hear something I haven't heard of before. But we encourage people to go there and, uh, you know, report what's going on with them. Detective, uh, we're about out of time, but uh, I've read somewhere that COVID and testing has been an area where there have been some scams. Uh, I've heard about it very recently, like just the other day, and uh, you know, they're not charging people, but I think that's going to be more of a code compliance issue, um, you know, uh, with the city. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a criminal issue yet. Like I said, I just right. heard about that one. Um, just be aware of that. Exactly. You know, I mean, I think all these most of these COVID tests are free, I believe. And Correct. so if you got something popping up and say, oh, $100 COVID test and they're not there the next day, that's an actual theft. That would be uh, our not necessarily my department, but it would be a criminal matter that our department would look at. I got to stop you there. You've been great. We really appreciate you coming on and providing this information. Uh, For those of you who are listening, check with your local police department if you're not in the greater San Antonio area. And a thank you to SAPD Detective David Brinkman. For Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us on Caregiver SOS On Air. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS On Air are Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org. If you're a general contractor, a subcontractor, or an owner, you want your jobs to be on time and on budget. And that means working with Autodesk Construction Cloud, software that lets your team design, plan, build, and operate from office to field. It means getting end-to-end solutions, seeing project data in real time, and preventing problems before they happen. Trusted on over 2 million construction jobs around the world. Build with Autodesk Construction Cloud. Try it free today at construction.autodesk.com.